You are listening to a Trav Market Media podcast. Explore the network at travmarketmedia.com. Please subscribe wherever you listen so you never miss an episode. Thank you for choosing a Trav Market Media podcast. Enjoy the show. Hi, it's Megan, host of Travel Radio Podcast, a proud member of the Trav Market Media Podcast Network. Would you take a moment now to like, subscribe, and review the podcast? You can also reach me at info at travelradiopodcast.com, or you could reach the network at travmarketmedia.com. Travel professional or aspiring professional traveler. I'm so thankful you tuned in. Now, let's dig into where our ears will travel today. Hello and welcome to Travel Radio Podcast. I am your host, Megan Chapa. And before we get started, I just wanted to give a shout out to the other podcast on the Trav Market Media Network. I am loving your content lately and thank you so much for participating. Listeners, please take a minute to leave a review for a podcast today. It's the highlight of a podcaster's day to get a review. And I would love it if it could be mine or one of the other Trav Market Media podcasts. Now, let me welcome today's guest, Ashwani Body. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. And I'm sure we're going to talk a lot and a lot about food and other stuff in India. I hope so. Now, we've already been talking for 20 minutes and laughing quite hard, so I'm excited <laughs> yeah. to get into this. Um, but before we talk about today's topic, would you take a moment to introduce yourself, please? Uh, sure. Thank you. Uh, as... Uh, you have introduced me. I'm Ashwani and I'm from Delhi, India. And I'm a tour guide here. I do different kind of tours in Delhi and different cities of India. Mostly I do food tours, photography tours and heritage walking tours. And I studied uh, master's in tourism. I did my MBA in tourism and I've been working for two to three years now. So that's a very short introduction. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But what is the story behind the horses king? Because if you click on Ashwani's profiles, um, you're going to see that his <laughs> title is the horses king. Um, and I will put all of his contact information in the show notes and I'll be tagging him on social media. So you can just click through there or click through the show notes and find him or the horses king. He's the only one that comes up if you Google. So how did you get this title? Uh, it's a very good story. Actually, in India, everybody have a meaning of their name. So my name is Ashwani, mm -hmm. which is a Sanskrit word. And my mom gave this name. I don't know why she chose it, but now I love it. So <laughs> it's a Sanskrit name, which means the king of the horses. Oh. So I just reversed it and I started using it as the horses king. I And I think it's kind of, it suits because... Being a tour guide, it gives a sense that you are funny <laughs> and you think yourself as a royalty. And I believe that I am a king and I'm showing my kingdom to my guests. So that's, uh, it's all about being funny and then feeling yourself as a king, showing your world to the people from a different country. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful. That's yeah. a good perspective to have. So then if people want to follow along online, where can they find you? Uh, as you said, they can just Google the Horses King without space. I'll show up or they can go to any social media, Instagram, Facebook, even LinkedIn. They just need to say the Horses King and I'll be there. Wonderful. <laughs> yes. And if you do find him on social media um, and you're hungry, my advice would be to snack before you look because his food pictures are amazing. So because <laughs> otherwise you'll need to eat right away. <laughs> Thank you. 
So my understanding is that you did not start in the tourism industry, uh, which is how a lot of us end up here. But then we stay here because tourism is amazing. Travel is amazing. So what was your path to the tourism, in- tourism, tourism industry? And then how did you end up leading food tours? Uh, that is that is the story of my life transformation. And as it happens with everybody who is in tourism industry and every tour guide sees a transformation and then they become a tour guide or come into tourism industry. So as you said, yes, I was not I'm not from a tourism industry and I'm a mechanical engineer. Mm. I study in engineering. I worked for a few years and I did not feel that I was contributing much to this world. So I quit that job and moved to the Gandhi Ashram. It's in the state of Gujarat where Gandhi used to live mm. when protesting against British. Yes. So I went there and I was volunteering there for three months. I, I was teaching kids. I was working in the garden and the farms and all those very basic stuff. I was just living. They were giving me food and everything. Complete volunteering life. Okay. There I met a lady. She She is from Italy and she was a tour guide. She's a tour guide in Italy. And that's when I came to know, oh, wow, you can be a tour guide and you can enjoy your life. And I thought, let's give it a try. So I came back to Delhi. I'm from Delhi. I went to that and came back uh, to my home. And I started working in tourism industry. Uh, And I felt amazing. It's because it's a very good industry. It's full of happiness. You are making people smile. You're giving, try to give them the best time. Mm-hmm. So I felt really good. And then after working for a few months, I decided, okay, so finally, this is what I want to do with my life. So I studied MBA. I did my master's course in uh, tourism because uh, at the end of the day, people were questioning that you are from engineering background. How can you work in tourism industry? We don't trust you. You oh. might move to some other industry or you don't have the right skills, this and that. So to overcome that, uh, to overcome certain percentage of those questions, I had to study. So I thought, let's do my master's in this and then show them, yeah, now my master's don't ask me those questions. Give me the work. Wonderful. So that, Wonderful. That's when I moved into tourism industry and now working. Great, great. So hopefully we're going to point some more people your direction. So um, <laughs> now let's talk about, I mean, where are we going today? What are we talking about? Uh, so, as I mentioned, I do food tours in India and I love talking about food and eating food. I don't look like if you see me <laughs> that I eat too much food. But yes, I don't eat the quantity of food, but I try the different variety of food and I love that. And I love if people come with me and they try that variety of food in India. So we'll be talking about food and yes. India. Yep. So today we're going to talk about India for foodies. Uh, specifically that if you have clients or if maybe you're a traveler yourself and you're listening and you love food but you may not have considered India as your choice, we're going to kind of try to make you drool on this episode because the variety and the flavors are there. So let's, uh, I don't even know where to begin with this. At some point, we're going to need to do an, a, separate, a second episode talking about reading through the menu as we've discussed, but for today... Uh, let's just make people make people drool. Let's start with uh, how would you characterize Indian food? Uh, India, you know, India in the world, it is known for its spices. Mm-hmm. And it is true. So India is a land of spices and India was known for and still known for its spices. Mm-hmm. Do you know why British came to India and why other uh, coloni- coloni- colonizers came to India? 
I mean, the biggest reason. I think because yeah, they, they came, like to boss people around, but you know. No, but <laughs> they came to India for the search of spices and cotton. And by spices, I will particularly point to one spice, only one spice. The main reason they came was black pepper. Oh, really? So, yes, black pepper is native to India, just like other few spices. But most of the colonizers, including the British, they came to India because they wanted to trade uh, black pepper. I so, India is a land of spices. And uh, when you're talking about Indian food, it is full of spices. Back in time, all other cuisines were not that much flavorful. Uh, I'm taking this liberty, but India made every cuisine and India added flavor to every cuisine. So when you talk about India, you should uh, think of India as a country where food is flavorful, use of different spices to make your food flavorful, digestible and easy to eat and easy to cook. Yeah. And it's interesting because if you, you know, at some point, if you have kids in, in school in the United States, you'll you'll study trade routes. And if yeah. you're in Africa, you will see that a lot of the flavors carry over. And it's because the trade routes would go from India down through the bottom of Africa and then up, up again. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah. and then you also, True. you know, in Morocco, or anyway, yeah, but basically it makes sense. All of the origins come from India, which I'm thankful for because I like flavorful food. So thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would like to add before coming to India, the, even the British, I don't, I'm not offending anybody, but even the British, they were eating their food just with the salt. Yeah. <laughs> They yeah. had nothing. They had nothing. So they came to India in the search to make their food full of flavors <laughs> rather than just eating it with salt. Yeah. And, and now they love curry. The most flavor you yeah. will find in, in the UK is if you find a curry dish. Cause otherwise they still eat their food quite plain. Um, which, you know, cause I just lived there for three years. I can say that with some authority that um and what i like to say is they serve you your food plain and then you get to salt and pepper it yourself um yeah. you know, other than curry it it's not that's not kind of typically their cuisine so yeah they love indian food <laughs> yeah. so then let's talk about some some things that might be um just a draw like a barrier to entry on an indian menu um let's talk about maybe will you find raw meats on an indian menu in India, uh, I think you don't find anything raw because we understood the use of spices thousands of years back. And I'm, I mean, at least three, four thousand years back, we were using spices to cook our food. So okay. uh, we were not like uh, eating anything raw because we understood, okay, cook it, boil it or grill it or whatever and use spices. Yes. So most of the Indian food, you, you don't get it raw. Rather, I would say that you will get it with some, with some sauce or some gravy or some masala in a dry form or in a liquid form, mm. something on it. No, I, I don't think uh, things are raw in India. Okay. They are mostly cooked. Okay, that's good. Okay, will you find beef in Indian cuisine? Yeah, absolutely. That's a very big, uh, a wrong perception about India that Indians don't eat beef and you will be executed for eating beef in India. It's nothing <laughs> like that. It's nothing like that. It's, it depends. India is a diverse country. Uh, for the Westerners, India, they see India as a country of, uh, a country of people with religion, but India is not a country of people with religion. Different religions have been living together and in, and they distinct themselves on the basis of the food they eat, the language they speak, 
एंड द ट्रेडिशन दे फॉलो इन द सेम रिलीजन बीट अ हिंदू मुस्लिम और अ सिख और अ क्रिश्चियन और अ जीव एवरीबडीज हियर दे माइट बी ईटिंग मीट दे माइट नॉट बी ईटिंग मीट इट डिपेंड्स ऑन द ट्रेडिशन दे आर फॉलोइंग इट एंड दैट इज टोटली ऑन द जोग्राफी ऑफ देयर एरिया सो इवन अ हिंदू कैन ईट बीफ एंड दे आर ईटिंग दे आर हिंदूज एंड दे आर ईटिंग बीफ इन डिफरेंट पार्ट ऑफ इंडिया जस्ट फॉर एग्जाम्पल इन द नॉर्थ ईस्ट पार्ट ऑफ इंडिया पीपल ईट बीफ इन द सदर्न पार्ट ऑफ इंडिया पीपल ईट बीफ it just that it depends on the geography okay this is great so yes people do eat yeah yeah i mean that i mean that is definitely a stereotype and perception that i have had i i i really thought you were going to say no we don't eat beef <laughs> no no we we eat beef yeah okay great well thanks for clarifying that's good to know so yeah. i think that a stereotype that another stereotype that americans and likely europeans also have is that Indian food is extremely spicy not just the use of spices but actually the the if you would the temperature of the food yeah. spicy yeah. and i think that's a barrier for entry for a lot of people to to try indian food because of either some stomach sensitivities um or yeah. something or maybe they don't want to give it to their children because they're afraid their children might not want to eat the the hotness so can mm-hmm. you provide some beginner or entry level indian foods for the first time taster yeah sure i would like to answer this question in different parts and okay. uh, before answering it i would like to suggest that whomsoever have this kind type of uh, thoughts in their mind i'll i'll request them to come with me because that's what we do on our food tours we break this stereotype on the very first dish mm. on the very first dish you will realize that india Uh, indian food is not what we have been eating so people say that indian food is spicy and you correctly put it that it is hot and there are different reasons for that first of all i would like to say that indian food is spicy yes but by spicy people mean that it is chilly hot mm. not by spicy they don't mean that it has overwhelming spicy flavor spice flavor of spices but by spicy they mean that it has overwhelming chili mm. which is giving them burning sensation uh, but but chili is not native to india it portuguese brought it to india oh it is from uh, south america so what food you are eating is if we go according to our history it's not the native indian food mm. actually no, nothing is native in this world but still let's put it like this and also the food uh, in the us and europe in the european world is uh, already they try to present india of uh, india as a place where food is extremely chilly and hot it's nothing like that we don't we are we are not eating chilly in our everyday life i think they should we take people to our homes we take them on a food tour and there will be no use of chilly okay not extreme use of chilly we mostly use uh, black pepper Okay. and a very less use of chili pepper even in our homes we don't use uh, that much chili so indian food is spicy and by spicy i mean flavor of spices not the chilliness of the green chili yellow chili or red chili yeah. rather you will uh, when you eat chili so when you are eating green chili red chili you will find that your lips and your tongue is burning yep that's the basic difference we try to convey but if you eat indian food authentic indian food cooked with black pepper you don't find that burning sensation in your lips and on your uh, first portion of the tongue rather you will find that you are feeling a hotness at the back of your throat because chili pe- uh, black pepper is hot 
not uh, burning like chili. Gotcha. Gotcha. So uh, that is the Indian food. Chili food is mostly because they just the people have this perception. So they just add extra chili and serve it to you. And now, now you think it's uh, Indian food. No, no, no. <laughs> Uh, try to add black pepper, use black pepper because that's what we mostly use in our food, in all the kind of food we prepare from, from something to eat or to drink, we add black pepper to it. Okay. Because if something is cold, uh, something is cold like a buttermilk, we will add black pepper to cut down the coldness of that food. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. And it also helps you to uh, have a good throat because if you are having cold, I will suggest you to have some black pepper, just chew it and you might feel better after oh some time. Oh my goodness, I've never heard of that before, but hey, I'll try it. Yeah. <laughs> and I would like to also add that in the Western world, people are drinking uh, turmeric latte a lot. They are. And I think the cost is $10, $20. Oh my goodness. And uh, just just to break again one another stereotype, turmeric latte is nothing. It's literally nothing. Me at my home, my mom has has been giving me milk with turmeric since the day I was able to drink it by myself. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a very normal thing in India that we add turmeric in everything. Turmeric is again native to India, just like black pepper. Yep. So everything in India which will be cooked with water or mm-hmm. with some uh, milk, we will add turmeric to it because it has very good anti-allergic and different properties. It helps you to uh, build your immune system and reduce pain, anti-inflammatory. So most of the curries you will find, Indian curries you will find will have a yellow color. And it is because of that, Mm. uh, that we add uh, turmeric to it. It also helps to purify the water and the milk as well. I was wondering about that. I, I love that you're like, Americans, this is so basic. We have been doing this for centuries. Like, why, yeah. are, why are you just yeah. catching on? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's quite late and then they are charging a lot for a very basic. It's, it's nothing. My mom gives it to me for free and it's, it is not even a trend like of thing. It's just like basic thing. You are having coffee and we are having turmeric in our milk, just the same. Oh my gosh, your mom knew the whole time. She could have been making yeah. a fortune. She should have set up shop in the U.S. In, in <laughs> India, when somebody have a cold or a cough, we, we, I'm just forget about India. Me at my home, my mom will give me pepper, ginger with honey. Mm. That's it. That's it. And when I have cough, cold, she will give me this and I'll be fine in a few days without taking any medicine and I'll be in a much better position. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> so, so how about I, some beginner foods that people yeah, can try? Yeah. So I think if somebody wants to try a beginner Indian food, uh, they should go with simple snacks. Uh, maybe a samosa. Samosa is a fried snack, a pakora or some some simple breads with some lentils curry or dal as we say it. And mm. they should also try something sweet. Maybe a gulab jamun and some kheer, a kind of rice pudding. Okay. And if they want to drink something, they should try a lassi. Lassi is buttermilk with sugar and some other flavors they can get. So overall, I think they should try some snack, samosa or pakora. Mm. And in the main course, they should try simple bread, naan or any tawa bread. A simple, mm. simple Indian bread. We call it roti. And some dal, dal is pulses or lentils. 
Uh, and at the end if they want to try something sweet go ahead with gulab jamun as it is going to be fried and if you want to go to something healthy have some kheer kheer is like rice pudding okay uh, cooked rice cooked with uh, milk and sugar and the at, at the end they can have something to drink which is lassi uh, buttermilk sweetened buttermilk and it also comes as salty and other flavors Okay, wonderful. Um, and then hopefully in the show notes, I'm going to have these all written out so you can, yes. so, so listeners can just uh, see what they are and we'll describe them. And it's interesting because as I was mentioning the, the spice trade routes, I actually first had a samosa in Kenya and then, oh, yeah. and then I couldn't find Kenyan restaurants when I came back to the U.S., but I did find you know, knowing those tra- those spice crossovers, I was able to find Indian restaurants. So I, yeah, that's where yeah. I order samosas from. Uh, in course. Kenya, I would like to add that in Kenya, you will find a lot of Indian food. Uh, the bread I'm talking about, the roti, you will find it in Kenya. The lentils, you will find it in Kenya. Because the British took Indians to the Africa continent and they are now well settled and they have introduced their own, their Indian food there. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. So thank you for those tips. Those are good starting tips, I think. So then for the the more experienced food lover, what is a dish that would just amaze them that they may not have tried before? And can you give us a really, um, a really good and exciting audio description of what this might be? Actually, there are different dishes in different parts of India. So if we just talk about Delhi, uh, people might know about the famous, famous and the most loved food of Delhi is Chole Bhature. And I just love it. I can't tell you how much I love it. I have been in this <laughs> lockdown. I've been craving to eat Chole Bhature and I tried whenever the lockdown got over. I was out and having my Chole Bhature. So it is the most loved Indian uh, Delhi food in Delhi. That's a stick to Delhi. So uh, Chole is chickpeas. Uh-huh. And they, they are first, uh, they boil them and then they saute them with lots of masala and oil. And it's like a curry with full of cream, spices, again, black pepper. You will feel, you will feel cloves, there, cinnamon there. Oh. And it will have definitely aroma of all those spices. And this is the right time. It's, it's winters and this is the right time to eat chole bhature because they'll serve you hot mm-hmm. and uh, I just had a few days back. I, <laughs> so I, I loved, uh, even I'm trying food of different places. So I love that there it's in Karol Bag. And if somebody comes, we can go there. Okay. So, uh, and then they'll like serve you the bread. meal or this is yeah, a... It's a bread. Yeah. In India, everything is paired. So in India, you don't get just the bread or just the curry. You will, you, it will be paired already okay. or you can pair it with yourself. So chole means in chole bature, chole means chickpea and bature is the name of the bread. Okay. It will be a bread fermented and then deep fried and it will be very fluffy, full of air, very big. If you see Chole Bhature, I'll recommend everybody to go and Google just Chole Bhature mm-hmm. and you will see a big bread. <laughs> then you have to break it from the center using your finger or your spoon and a lot of steam is going to come out of it. Oh, exciting. Yeah, I, that's why I'm saying it's the right time to eat that kind of hot and piping <laughs> food. And then you use your bread as your spoon and yes. shovel some 
chole into it some chickpeas and then have it oh it's amazing it's amazing it's the best dip i i don't know why yeah. but dipping yeah. is my favorite kind of meal and you have to eat everything with your hands so and then they'll they will be serving some onions and uh, some uh, green chilies and some pickle with this oh wonderful so last time the last time i had was some onions and pickle i Uh, personally it's not uh, some general thing personally i don't like pickle but the last time they served uh, at this place i tried they served lemon pickle and it was amazing brilliant oh. because because lemon is uh, sour and the pickle was something sweet as well so the base of the pickle was sweet some sugar and sour and the the chole chickpea were full of spices uh, mostly hot and it was a very good flavor you were really getting something sour some some little bit sweet and then a big big punch of spices so that was amazing oh that does sound amazing um yeah. so then when you're giving food tours in india how long are these food tours i imagine they could go on i mean very long yeah so mostly we we also have different days of tours but let's just stick to one day so in one day we have a tour a tour of two hours which is uh, like a breakfast or a very quick uh, view of the food and then the mostly booked tour is four hours and six hours uh, of different okay. markets of mm-hmm. delhi and other places similar i'm just giving example of delhi because it's going to be similar at other places mm-hmm. and uh, then a nine hour tour or uh, which will be a whole day tour and you will be eating throughout the city not oh, just wow. one or two markets which are nearby but throughout the city yeah so people have done that <laughs> and and that's when i get to see foodies real foodies i can't eat for 9 hours but there are people who can eat and <laughs> i salute them at the end of the tour and because i'm somebody who don't eat eat much food and when i see people eating 9 hours constantly i'm like hats off to you <laughs> hats off to you <laughs> yeah Oh man, yeah. I mean, hopefully you're walking so you can burn some of that off. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah. But still, <laughs> it's a, I. I'm not judging them, but it's you're eating for nine hours. That's freaking awesome. <laughs> that's the best <laughs> thing you can do in your life. Eating for nine hours. Imagine constantly you are going from one market and twenty minutes drive, and then you are in another market. You are eating again. Then thirty minutes drive. You are eating again. Oh my goodness. You see, you are covering the whole Delhi, and you are eating. <laughs> <laughs> Good, yeah. good for them. So then, yeah. let's talk about you know a unique food experience that someone might take on one of your tours. Can you walk us through one of those? Oh yes, I love Old Delhi. Old Delhi is the most favorite place for everybody, even for me. And it's because it has in its own own charm. It's it's a rustic city from 17th century, built by the king who built Taj Mahal. Okay. It was planned by him. Everything is still the same, roughly. and the food is old 100 years 110 years can you believe it no that's and amazing <laughs> 110 years old five generations are there lots of lots and lots of going on these these are the places i'm talking about which introduced which introduced new dishes to the king they were serving at the king's uh, court they were oh, wow. in the king's kitchen and then they when the british came and everything happened so they were thrown out of the fort so they started their own food places oh that's and sad you but also good for us now we get to taste yeah. it <laughs> and then you walk in this city it is full of people somebody somebody who's 
not habitual of seeing a lot of people in their life i won't recommend you to come because i have an experience to share uh, there was a couple from hawaii and they just came to india it was their first day in india and the day they arrived they came on a food tour with me uh, what happened was we were just uh, at our first place and i was explaining them just giving a very brief introduction and the lady she called out my name she she was she did not complete the name but she was like ashwane and and she fell down wow <laughs> i was rushing but her husband caught her and we made her sit she was out and oh. then she came back to her conscious we offered her some lemon water it's good for your energy so we offered her that and then we asked uh, what happened and she was like nothing i'm fine i'm like dude you just you just passed away and she was like nothing i think i think i'm feeling low on energy we sat there for 30 minutes and we had another glass of lemon water and she she was fine after that oh, so she did 6 hour food tour but she fainted at the first place because i think they are from hawaii and in their entire life they have not seen that much amount of people noise honking sand dust in the air yes the aroma of delhi the heat of delhi yes the people of delhi so they were she was in a very big shock yes nothing else she was in a shock oh my god it, it was a huge cultural cultural shock for them so so that's it. what that's what you feel when you are in old delhi you will be culturally shocked you will be shocked by your flavors you are trying and you'll be shocked by the generosity of the people the way they serve and how they are doing things there because they don't follow the rules of the general world <laughs> they are they are just living in their own world well this yeah. is good insight but i mean it's still i'm sorry for her but i i still want to do it like it sounds yeah it's it's oh, good it's, to have the mental lovely. preparedness it's, it's though it's the best experience you can get i can guarantee that I can get she was she did it she did it 6 hours tours can you believe it mm. <laughs> and it was just nothing happened to her it, it was nothing physically uh, wrong she was just overwhelmed by her senses of hearing things people pushing you they don't mean to hurt you but they are just going on their work and you are disturbing them so they will push you <laughs> they will go ahead of you and they don't say sorry and thank you like in the western world they'll just go on because if they say sorry then they have One one thirty was sorry one thousand one hundred thirty million people to say sorry. <laughs> so, oh yeah. <laughs> you know, who cares? Let's go, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I get it. So then, um, when so we're talking a lot of like maybe street food type options. Are yeah. there also like um high end or seated options or what people would think of like maybe you know at this level of Are you familiar with Michelin star restaurants? Yeah, we have, we have, but we don't do food tours for Michelin star restaurants because they are already famous by the Michelins. So, but yes, we have a sitting uh, places, a lot of sitting places because uh, some of them are hole in the wall places. We just stand and eat. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them are sitting. It it is uh, it is. I think it's a balanced and it's right way. Just if it would be sitting and it will be boring if standing, then it will be tiring. So. I think it's a good balance that we have sitting and standing both. It depends on the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes and sense. And believe me, believe me, uh, if you are coming to India and on our food tour, 
I'm saying it will be sitting, but I can't guarantee that we will get a seat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're competing we with 130 yeah. million people. I mean, yeah, you know, we have seats are hard and to come by. Yeah, yeah, we have to wait. <laughs> yeah. Generally, we get it, but uh, just about, we, we give this caution that they'll be sitting, but we don't own that place. <laughs> right, right. There are many customers and we are one of those customers. Gotcha. Yeah. So then, you know, a lot of people like to do these like cook-along options or kind of immersive experiences where guests can actually learn to cook any of the dishes. Are the, Is that anything that you get into? Yeah, we have. We have cooking classes. So you visit a local home and you cook with the mother and parents and kids. Uh, they, they help you to make basic things like a tea, like pakoras, which are snacks and mm-hmm. dishes and something sweet, a halwa or a kheer and mm. maybe lassi. So we have those cooking classes and we also visit temples okay. where you can help to make food for the people, oh. people who are visiting temples. So you can volunteer your time and your energy and cook food for the people I or do. maybe clean the temple and then serve the food. You can do that as well. Wow, that's interesting. I hadn't, I didn't realize that was a, you know, something that could be done, but that's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. So then, you know, just let me ask you this question. So then, um, at the temples, is it typically like they're cooking it and then giving it out to just visitors or this is like, we Anybody call them who's coming in, everybody's welcome, irrespective of their faith, their gender or whatever things we put to judge people, irrespective of that, you are welcome. Have your food, enjoy your food and bye bye. <laughs> Okay. You can cook the food, you can serve the food, you can eat the food, uh, whatever you want to do. Uh, sounds really amazing. I would be into yeah. that. Okay. So then, um, you know, how about a funny story from one of your tours? Anything you'd like to share? <laughs> uh, there are a lot. Uh, the one, the one which is very close to my heart is, so there were three guests, uh, I got booking. They are from US and I got the booking. And so it was a husband and wife and their friend. So the wife, her flight got delayed and she was late and they were doing a long six hour tour. So we visited, we visited different markets. So we were going with the two, with the two guys and they were loving it. They were enjoying it because, mm-hmm. and uh, the thing I want to put is here as a tour guide that I don't make the tour the best. I think the tourists also make the tour best. It's a 50-50 contribution. Sure. They were interested. They were interested. And I made it interesting. So that's how it worked. They, they were loving it. And yeah. I was trying my best to help them to love this, this city and this country. And so the wife came uh, at the end, at the last leg of the tour in the market. And the husband went to her. They hugged and kissed. And... Can you guess what was the first thing he said to her? She booked the tour. So to <laughs> praise the tour, can you guess what he said to her? No. No. So what he said to her was that this is the second best thing you have given me after our son. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite a compliment. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe and I'll repeat it for the people uh, husband said to his wife that this tour was the second best thing she has given it to him after their son. <laughs> and I was like, man, what do you want to kill me with your kindness? <laughs> <laughs> so nice. Yeah. What a great thing. Wonderful. And it was because they were equally interested. And I want to uh, share their profile, gender profile. Uh, they are not a regular kind of tourist. Mm-hmm. They have been to India, but they have not seen Taj Mahal. 
they have been to Egypt five times, but they have not seen the pyramids. They are more into experience. So uh-huh. it was equally with them. They were equally interested and I made it equally interesting for them. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. I think that's a little bit how I am too. Like we lived in England for three years and yeah. somebody's going to cringe when they hear, or when they hear me say this, but, um, I never visited Buckingham Palace. That's just not, I went to yeah, some of the other palaces, to. but you don't need to. Yeah. Yeah, but there were other things that were more important to me. Yeah, even I'm the same. I would like to go and learn something or I would like to spend my time to give something, my knowledge or something else, my time, my energy, rather than seeing the monument. Yeah, I get it. And you know what? I'll be back to London. I'll see it. Don't worry. But <laughs> and, and also, anyway, that's not, I digress. But let's uh, let's get back to your food tours. What am I missing if you, you know, this is your opportunity to, you know, if I've missed anything to, to share it. I, I don't want to close out the podcast before giving you an opportunity to share uh, what you'd like to share. I don't know. There, there is a lot we can talk, but I think India is a very good country to appreciate your life and to appreciate the general life. And it, I think it helps you to change yourself. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't have anything in mind, but I really want to focus that. People should visit India once in their lifetime and it is definitely going to help to change your perspective. I think you should spend minimum seven days and try to go to the local places and try to interact with local people as much as you can, though they will come to you. <laughs> India is India is a country where you don't need, you just need to stand and people will come and talk to you. Okay, wonderful. <laughs> yeah, you don't need to do anything, just stand and people will come talk to you. That's I'll give an example. I'll give you an example. Uh, this January, uh, I went to uh, southern part of India uh, to see the beaches. Delhi don't have any beach or mountain. So I went there and Delhi is very populated. So I was frustrated with the crowd and all. Mm-hmm. And I was, I just went there with my food and everything. And I was, I sat at the beach and I just sat there from morning till evening. All right. Oh. So somewhere in between there was a group of friends just chilling at the beach and they don't speak Hindi and I speak Hindi. Their language was is Tamil and I don't understand Tamil. They don't understand Hindi. We communicate in English in India. If we don't understand each other's language, that's a funny thing, right? Yes, it is funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I was sitting there and I was just sitting, doing nothing, literally nothing. I was just watching the waves and that's it. And one of the girl came and she started talking in Tamil and I said, I don't know Tamil <laughs> in English. And then the guy came and he said that she's asking, are you fine? And do you want to come and enjoy with us? And I was shocked even being an Indian, even I was shocked. Oh my God, what, what are these guys up to? And I said, really no. <laughs> and uh, then I realized, oh, that was very rude. And then they, even they got, uh, you know, when somebody is shouting, telling you something rudely, you understand. So then they backed off and then they were like, they were like, we see you sitting here for a long. And I think they said you might be getting bored. Why don't you come and just uh, talk to us or just have some fun? And I'm like, no, thank you so much. Uh, but I am done with the crowd for time being. I want to sit alone. Yeah. And uh, that was a very beautiful thing. I even I was not expecting such things to happen to me being an Indian. So. Mm. If you come to India, people will come. They'll come to you. They will talk to you. Don't worry. (laughs) 
and they don't mean any harm yeah it's, they don't it's, mean any harm it's really they just, um yeah they're just curious they are caring they want to know you they want to hang out with you without any reasons they just want to do it india yeah, is the culture is so different place. yeah india is very social place people want to know you hang out with you they want to know your parents they want to know your kids your your brother uncle they want to know everybody and the biggest thing about indians in between themselves is they they want they want to figure out that if you have some relation with them or not <laughs> yeah <laughs> or you are from there i am from there oh who's married there who's married there and then they will somehow come up with a relation so you will be their uncles fathers and that and that and then you will be a relative <laughs> <laughs> that's just so, wonderful yeah there there's a very big uh, liking for even foreigners in india so please come visit and feel home here and talk to people they'll be taking selfies they'll be talking to you maybe i don't know what all questions they'll be asking but yeah they'll be very interested in you That's as much as interested you are in them what do you think indians think about visiting the us because um i think it's interesting that when people you know from outside the us talk about visiting they think they tell me they want to go to new york Los Angeles, Miami. Yeah, 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 and, yeah. That's what that's what I think everybody wants to do. I, I, but those are I places think the general, where general general people want to visit New York and Los Angeles because it's always because of the movies, right? And I don't think Miami much, but yes, the Hollywood movies are mostly I think about Los Angeles and uh, New York. But those are cultures where I don't know that someone's going to come up like. They're going they might come and be surrounded by people in New York but they might actually feel very isolated. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, our guess. cultures are such that like you largely cool. mind your own business. Yeah. Unless yeah. um you know unless you have a purposeful meeting. And then when people connect in a park or they connect over coffee, they're so mm-hmm. surprised that they made a new friend. Like I I met someone yeah. today. It was exciting. It's, it's, it's like, well, it's we should be. It's very opposite in India. I was just sitting there and people were trying to Just help me out, maybe you know. Yeah. He is sitting alone. Maybe he's sad or whatever they were thinking about me. But that was very generous that they care to talk to me and ask me to just have some fun. Hmm. That's wonderful. Yeah. Well, I hope that we do a, a nice job welcoming people. I don't know that we are. I don't know that that's our strong suit because we're all so busy and we're all trying to like n- not. I mean, I think it's largely a, I don't want to offend you or be in your business because we assume that people know what they're doing. But yeah. um, you know, my American friends, be friendly, especially if you think. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well then, um, it's been fantastic to have you on the podcast. I really th- want to thank you for taking time to you know take just you know take time out of your day to spend time explaining food in India to my listeners. I really appreciate it. Wow, thank you. Thank you Megan. It was lovely talking to you and I really want to see you here, have some experience of Indian weddings and all those things. <laughs> yeah. That well, would be I amazing. hope I hope that it happens and that it happens sooner than later that we get to meet face yeah. to face. Um but yeah. we'll see what happens in this crazy world in these crazy times. But um yeah, I just I thank you for being on my podcast. I hope that we will uh get to do a second episode sooner than later. And for everyone listening, make sure to check out the Horses King. I think it's just the horsesking.com or just Google the Horses King and you'll find him online. No, just thank you. Thank you everybody for listening and please Megan is doing amazing work. So 
go check out other podcasts if i believe if you are in tourism industry you should listen to the podcasts like these oh be kind thank you so much yeah. all right this is megan chapa finishing out this podcast on uh, food or india for foodies with ashwani body the horse's king thank you everyone for listening have a great day You're listening to a Trav Market Media podcast. Questions, comments, collaboration ideas? Contact us at podcasts at travmarketmedia.com. Again, that's podcasts with an S at travmarketmedia.com.